I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Dispatch. Today I'm Brittany and joining me today, as always, is my friend Emily Lynn. Hi Emily. Hi Brittany. How are you? I am okay. How are you doing? I am doing good. Mostly because we have an event to celebrate today. We do. What could it possibly be? Well, I know for a fact that it's none of our birthdays, and I'm trying to think what other holidays are like important. I mean, Christmas was last week. Christmas was last week. Um, Valentine's Day was just on Friday. Um, yeah, like uh, it, it could be Easter. It could be so many other things but it is the fact that this is our 200th episode 200 episodes of the candabite dispatch this is the hundredth time i have incorrectly said our podcast name (laughs) Oh dear. Yeah, we started this podcast uh August of 2017. Jesus. So that seems like 1 bajillion years ago. So yeah, it was uh 4 years ago. I believe cuz um we first recorded like the first week of August. But th- I think it was like the night that we recorded, I messaged Emily. I said, we can't post this. Like, we need to do this again. So. Yeah, it was bad. Somewhere in the archives is the very first episode of Kendo Bite Dispatch. But for many important reasons, it is going to stay in the vault because. Well, it was never even like put together as an episode from what I remember. No, it was, I think it was almost put together, but we we were both just like, yeah, we need to re-record that. (laughs) Yeah. Cause you know, the whole idea of, Hey, let's do a podcast. It seems great. You know, we got the, 
we got the microphone we got all the different shit and then like we record and we're like oh my god like we actually have to talk about things like i remember i have a notebook of just podcast notes just like notes of what i was gonna say and do and mention and i I think i still have that notebook in like my parents house but it's there but I can't believe that it's been four years. Right. And we're still doing it. For some reason, we still just keep talking about Star Wars. I know. It, it's so fun. And it's it's so interesting, too, because, like, you know, I started a podcast, you know, because I loved the community. You know, I started listening to the Sith list and blue harvest and you know uh, rogue one when rogue one was a podcast and I really loved you know the the chemistry of the hosts and everything and I was always like I want to do that like I I want to sit here you know with one of my friends and talk about Star Wars but I truly wasn't expecting you know someone internet famous is Emily Lind messaging me on Twitter asking if she wanted to do a podcast with me because I I was starstruck I was um in the chat and one of Steele's um Steele used to do these like live call-in shows and um that's when I that's how I first uh introduced myself to the community was I fangirled called Steele Saunders like I I was listening to all these people for months so like the fact that I got to talk to um Steel Saunders like I I felt like I was talking to a celebrity like I remember like it was after I got my nails done and I was just so excited but then afterwards like I felt so shitty because I'm like wow I embarrassed the fuck out of myself so I went to a wedding shower the next day and got really drunk out of embarrassment so oh my god so then I called in a couple more times and Emily was on one of the shows and I of course was fangirling because I loved Emily's um uh fan fiction uh of uh, god what was that fan fiction it was um uh, oh that would have been that would have been the Credit mon mothma one yeah the Credit mon mothma one that was really good Caped I, hearts i remember listening to that at work and just dying and um a couple times later um i was in the chat and i was saying that i was you know i just had gotten podcast gear because i wanted to start a podcast and i think emily was like oh my god that's so cool we should do a podcast like oh fuck okay and then you just you you were like okay what do we name the podcast i'm thinking i can't name anything like i was telling you the other day that i want to get a greyhound and name it bingo like i shouldn't be naming anything but um this is when i was a dispatcher and so um and candobite was kind of like just announced as like a, a a planet or like um a city in the next star wars movie so let, let's let's be candobite dispatch okay because well, I'd had the idea that I wanted something like newspaper title sounding. So I was going through like what newspapers are called, you know, whether it's like Times or Gazette or, but Dispatch just felt right. And, um, you know, Cantobite was a bit of a punt because we didn't know at that point if we'd even like the movie or not, but it was a friggin' casino city, so... Yeah, it made sense. And I still think it's funny, even though I don't work at a casino anymore. Praise Jesus. I just think it's just the irony of it is just so, so great that, you know, 
the Cantobite dispatch, like a casino dispatch. Like that was that was formerly me. And like now who I am is it's just crazy. Just the evolution of this podcast and our friendship like we grew on this podcast. I don't think that a lot of podcasts can really say that about themselves that, you know, they they grew closer because Emily and I didn't know each other at all at all like she's she's probably learned like every little bit from me like from this podcast or like from our conversations afterwards and you know through all the different things happening in the community so yeah we've we've really grown close and so that's I think that's what I'm honestly like more proud of you know the fact that you know we've maintained like this like really great friendship you know 200 episodes is great but I'm even more proud to have you as a friend yeah, I mean, from somebody, because I still remember, like, sometimes I would I would listen to Steel Show when I was, like, at the laundromat, and I was, you remember, go, you going from the girl, like, giving the casino report while I'm, like, moving my clothes from the washer to the dryer to then, you know, now being one of my closest friends, like, <laughs> it's weird, but it's good. Oh man, it's it's wild. Um, it, to this day, still, um, my family used to listen in on um, some of our uh, or some of the live call-in shows, and I think I remember like one of them where Steele was asking like what was going on with the casino, and I think that like someone had just gotten murdered, and I was like, yeah, like someone got killed here. That's never good. And just my family to this day still just says that's never good <laughs> because that's pretty great. I just. Uh, I would get so nervous and especially with all like the awesome guests that they would have. Like, I think the first guest that uh, when I first called in was Haas. I was like, I was like, oh my God, it's Haas. It's Haas from Blue Harvest and Rogue One. Like I listen to him all the time. He's the coolest person ever. And I, I still think that, but cause oh, yeah, Haas is the best. Every time I get drunk at a convention, I go up to him and I say, I just love you. <laughs> You're just so great. <laughs> I'm just I'm so blessed to know you like I just I feel like I do that with like all of our our friends especially with all these like meetups that we've had previously like with celebration and everything because it's like I just get so nervous because you know these are the people I look up to but also like these are my friends so yeah and you know especially since like one of our 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 first like co um or our first um, guest hosting, you know, as a couple, a podcast couple was on The Sith List, where I met my uh, future boyfriend, uh, Carlos Borgueo, for the first time. So. That's right. That's wild, isn't it? It is. It's, It's crazy to me, not only that, through this podcast, I have made, you know, a really close friend, but also that I found my my life partner so it's it's a lot I I'm really happy it just it's so crazy just what like what could happen in in four years and 200 episodes like I'm just I'm so happy (laughs) yeah we've had a good time we have ranked what characters are like in bed we've I mean, we've mostly done that. We watched, like, we watched all of the uh, original Gossip Girl. I watched all of the Clone Wars. Jesus Christ, remember that? 
that is a thing we used to do is I used to watch the Clone Wars every week. Yeah, I can't believe that you watched all the Clone Wars because I couldn't even watch Rise of the Resistance. Like I I fucking couldn't. The fact that you like sat through every single episode, including the episode of when 3PO and R2 get lost on uh, Coruscant. I I couldn't believe that you got through. Is that through. the one where they're like looking for the fruit for the cake topping or whatever the yes. fuck it is? Oh, Jesus, that made me mad. And I remember the stupid shark people. Oh. Yeah, well, I mean, it was it was good because then the Clone Wars ended up coming back, so we had to watch it anyways. But Yeah, we've we've That's had true. A- At least I had some context for it that relaunch then yeah well we've had a good run but you know I'm, I'm going through our catalog right now you know episodes 1 through 199 and you know I'm trying to think of like what is like our our greatest hits or you know greatest moments and I keep fucking going back to you know when I had watched um when I had thought I watched The Shining, and <laughs> and I, I was just so confident in the fact that um, Jack Nicholson is not in The Shining. One of my favorite Bernie quotes of all time. So for those who didn't listen to it back then, I, I was, I mean, first of all, baffled by that comment, and then I was trying to figure out what she had watched at first i thought maybe she watched the uh uh um, the miniseries with like uh, the guy from wings and then turns out Brittany had seen the sixth sense oh my god yeah that was that was a good one here i'm trying to go through the catalog right now and see like which episode it was but I think it was one of them that you had edited because I only edit the the even episodes and you edit the odd episodes. But uh, we'll put in a number of, I guess, like references, episode references, I guess. But yeah, I believe that one I actually called Jack Nicholson wasn't in The Shining. Yes. One of one of my favorite episodes was um, the one I record. You weren't there for, but the one I recorded with my dad who had not seen The Force Awakens, but went to go see The Last Jedi. So I talked to him about that and his impressions of the film, and it was very funny to me to see like what he had pulled from that coming in the middle film of a trilogy. <laughs> yeah, I... I love that episode too. I I love and him calling the first order the bad people. <laughs> the bad people. Oh man, some of my favorite episodes were the ones where um I was at Disney World and you were just recording with people. I think um one of them I th- in 2000, I think it was 2017 went to go visit my sister when she lived at Disney World. Um and you had recorded with our friend Aaron from um OKC. And I remember listening to that in the airport, like vividly. And I'm thinking, man, this sounds so much fun. I wish I was there. But 
<laughs> that was a good that that was a good conversation. I haven't I haven't heard much from from Aaron lately. I don't know if he's still listening, but Aaron's a good dude. Nobody's doing okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I hope so too. Aaron's a good dude. I remember seeing him in the Steel Wars uh live call and show chats too. Like I remember like it was Rashad, Colleen, um god so many of our friends Aaron from OKC um I think Catherine was there Turbo like that's where like I met like our like core like group was like from those chats like I feel like I always like I I can't say this because you know he'll he'll relish this forever but I feel like I owe a lot to steal for you know all the friendships and relationships I have today because if it weren't for our podcast wouldn't exist yeah, like if it weren't for me nervously calling his live and show, I wouldn't be where I am now. And that's crazy to think that, you know, through all these events, like that, I wouldn't be here. That's crazy. One of the, one of the like first podcasts I ever recorded was, um, with Steel when I went out to LA Podfest. And like I was, you know, I just I always like I'm not I'm not good at meeting people. And like I'd been listening to Steel for a couple of years then because not only did he have um, Steel Wars, but before that he had um, I Love Green Guy Gutters, one of my favorite podcasts of all time, and is also now back. And everybody should listen to it if you don't know it. It is um, <laughs> he he there there's the the Age newspaper in Melbourne has a has a TV and radio guide and people write in complaint letters about, you know, things they see on TV that they don't like, like people mispronouncing words or uh, whether girls to have too much cleavage or whatever. But anyway, it's, and then it's, you know, just like he has comedians on responding to the show. So I'd big a big fan of his and I was very nervous to meet him. And then when I met him at the opening night party, he's like, oh, at some point, at some point this weekend, I want to I want to record an episode of Steel Wars with you. And I'm like, OK, that sounds great. And then did not sleep that night because I was so fucking like in my head about it. But that's when I um, <laughs> that's when because at the at the the festival, they did a fanfic reading and it was just um, a fanfic that they had found online. And I, I promised him that going forward, like, I, I'd write a fanfic for the next um, celebration. And I had said it, and it was recorded, so then I had to do it. And that's when the whole, like, my obsession with, like, Mendo really took off within our fandom circle. Yeah, I, I couldn't see Ben Mendelsohn and not think of Emily Lind and... I think especially like, you know, after hearing, you know, your fan fiction and then like, you know, hearing you on podcasts, I'm like, wow, that's Emily Lynn. Like Emily Lynn's fucking cool. She makes erotic fan fictions about Ben Mendelsohn and like she's this like internet celebrity. Like and, she, and then she follows me now on Twitter. Like, holy shit. Emily Lynn, the erotic fan fiction writer, follows me on twitter and then like now she's my fucking friend on facebook like oh my god and now she's one of my closest friends holy fucking shit i've hit the lottery like yeah that's oh man oh wow well it's it's been a crazy four years and just like the 
when I first started this podcast, I was, you know, just, I was finishing up college and I finished college. Then, um, the pandemic hit. Then, um, I, I'm, I was no longer at the casino. Then I got a new job and then I moved out moved in with Carlos like just like so much has changed in my life like since this podcast has started and I love how this is like kind of like a little like time capsule thing to see like you know what's been going on you know with us and with our lives like the past four years so I'm, I'm really happy that like we have this you know for you know possibly our future selves to like look back because you know for me you know I can look back and be like oh like this was when like I have like the audio of when Carlos and I met for the first time like I think that's that's really cool one of my most like treasured things and I go back sometimes and I listen to that and just think oh my god like that was that was literally like just the beginning and then no we have the episodes like when we announced that we were dating and you know, other different milestones, you know, celebrating, you know, our first year together, second year, third year, like it just, it's a lot. And it's, it's, I'm such a sentimental person. So like the fact that like I have this and we have, you know, we have the audio proof of just all this happening is like really cool and really fascinating to me. Yeah. And just, you know, like we've survived the pandemic, we've gone through, you know, months and months and months of of no star wars news or movies that we hated or uh chris fresh coming on our podcast and trying to break it and all sorts of things yeah and we're still here we're still here yeah we survived chris fresh i think that's our biggest thing because i think that chris fresh has tried to break us but he can't break us you can't break us Chris Fresh you can't do it as hard as you try maybe if you come on again maybe you you could try again but I don't think you're gonna be so successful (laughs) he does like to instigate things he does but yeah and especially like god we've we've been through so much like the pandemic and everything I know I was I was texting Emily the other day because, you know, the the past like year and a half I've gone on this like weight loss, you know, just body positivity journey. And I like kind of hit a point where I'm like, I feel good about myself. Like I fit into, you know, a pair of jeans I thought I would never fit into. And I was like, I don't know what to do now. Like I am amazed. But it just it's crazy. Just the journeys that we've all been on and just all what's happened, you know, just with my journey especially like learning to like like myself and like how I look like that's just like fucking wild to me so I'm I'm happy like and that we fucking got through the pandemic and that a pandemic fucking happened like I I haven't even got back and listened to like our first like couple episodes like starting with the pandemic being like yeah well, there's this going on and then this like I didn't see Carlos for like three months I only survived because I was playing Animal Crossing and exercising the whole time like if I didn't have animal crossing or my treadmill like I'd be fucked (laughs) but and you know talking to Emily every week too you know that definitely kept me sane because you know it was a schedule okay like we do this on we do this on Sunday we do this on this day like it was really good for us to like continue doing that because you know we needed structure and with everything going on like it was hard to find structure yeah and I think like it's really was really good for me to have a thing to do like 
every week. Yeah. I know, because I, I love schedules, and I love, I love, okay, I have this thing. Like, that's why, like, if I ever work from home, I would hate it, because I would feel like, like, what have I done all day? Like, I like the motion of, okay, I have to get up, I have to get ready for work, I'm going to work, I'm going to go to lunch, I gotta go back to work, go home, make dinner, rest, repeat. So, I like that every Sunday, like, we get to sit down and record, and just, like, talk, because... Like, I feel like that's what makes a good podcast is like, not that we like, we have to sit here and talk about something. It's because like, we want to, like, we want to sit here and talk yeah. about Star Wars and, you know, Ted Lasso and Gossip Girl, which, you know, Gossip Girl, I think that our podcast with Steel was one of my podcast highlights because I believe that was probably the first time where I was like a hundred percent confident with everything that I was saying because it was gossip girl because <laughs> it's like with Star yeah. Wars you could fucking say something and then someone would be like well actually it's this like no one's gonna correct me with gossip girl like no one no one's gonna fucking correct me but also like I I loved gossip girl and I feel like I've already forgotten like half of it now and I haven't even continued um, watching the newer season because time time is an illusion, and I I'm so busy. But I and also it's bad. Yeah, that's the that's the bummer part is that it's bad. I think it was AV Club who I just saw did a review or like the new show is just as as scandalous as the original, but without any of the fun. And I think that is an apt description. Like they just, they didn't manage to thread the soap opera needle the same way that the first series did. Yeah, that's, it doesn't feel fun. Like it almost feels like too bougie. Like these kids are just rich kids. Like that's it. Like some of them have problems. You know, we're still trying to figure out some, but again, I haven't, I haven't watched since episode three. I think episode three was the last episode I watched. So, yeah, I, I stopped and then I started a rewatch of the Americans and that has, uh, consumed my life. My parents had started watching the Americans, but then they stopped because they thought it was just like too like depressing. And I'm, it is, it is depressing as fuck to the point like because i haven't watched it for a couple years so i had sort of forgotten and you know it's like when you're watching something you've seen before the stuff starts to come back to you and you go oh that's this storyline oh no i'm gonna have to watch this character die and i'm gonna have to watch this relationship deteriorate yeah carlos and i are we just finished watching the pacific which that was a good show i feel like like, everyone, like, compares it to Band of Brothers because it's kind of, like, it's, like, sister piece. But I think, like, they're two completely different shows. But I still thought it was fucking good. But we're trying to find, like, a show to watch now. And I was thinking, well, because, um... I went, I went to movies the other day and I saw that they were doing, like, a, a prequel Sopranos, like, movie or something. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, yeah, maybe we could start The Sopranos. But how was The Sopranos as a show? Here's the thing, is The Sopranos, like, because I'm, I'm also doing a rewatch of that right now, um, it's really good. Yes, there's some super, like, violent, like, dark stuff in it, but it is much more rewatchable than a lot of other, like, prestige television, because it is also funny. 
it is like because you get all these you know like very stereotypical like mob dude characters who are hilarious like Polly walnuts is the most one of the funniest characters on tv like it it's a really good mix of that so you yes there's stuff that's depressing yes it's a serious topic but they really balance it out of it is also just a fun show to watch for the most part yeah how many seasons is it six but you know it's it's hbo so they were like 12 episode seasons and then they did that split season thing in the last season but it's i i think it still holds up really well um there'll be some clunky bits here and there you know it was you know it was one of the first of these shows um and so people are still sort of figuring out what that genre of television was but the cast is phenomenal i mean james gandolfini one of the biggest losses like the fact like that guy should be you know like having oscar roles right now his and he is like fuck i really this this is one of those things where you like is a oh fuck me moment when you realize you're the same age as tony soprano but because in the first like he is like he's only in like his late 30s and he looks older than that you know he's a really heavy dude and you know but fuck he's so good um Edie Falco is amazing Lauren Bracco is good all the supporting characters are great it's and again fun and then it'll just like these but I like what they do that is really cool is remind you in shocking ways that these guys are mobsters and they're not supposed to be good guys because you do like tony and you do like some of these other characters and you think oh he's a sweetheart and you know he's a good dad and he does this and that and then it'll just be like all of a sudden they pull out a gun and shoot somebody or break somebody's kneecaps and you go oh fuck this show is really good at but but it's it's so smart because it's it, it is this thing of these guys are people but they're not heroes. And if you think Tony Soprano and gangsters are cool, that is your fucking problem. That is not what this show is saying. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I felt like that show would be like. But I think we'll we'll give it a try. Are you interested in that prequel show that they're going to do or prequel movie? It's a movie I'm, I'm interested. I, I sort of feel like it's one of those things where I go, there's no possible way that it can actually be good. Oh, really? Well, just because it's it's a prequel to a show that doesn't need a prequel. It it's been so long. David David Simon? No, David Chase. David Simon is the wire. David Chase is a great writer. And the cast is really good. Um has Corey Stoll from um that cursed uh house of cards kevin spacey show um on netflix and he's really good and he is playing the younger version of of one of the great characters on the show uncle jr perfect casting never would have thought in a million years but as soon as i saw him i went fuck that's good um like ray liotta's in it uh james gandolfini's son is playing young Tony Soprano and there you kind of go well he looks a lot like him but this kid's not an actor and who knows if he's any good or not wait so that's like his actual son yeah it's his actual son holy shit 
That's awesome. Hopefully he's fucking good at acting. Yeah, who knows? I mean, you can't really tell from the trailer. But I'll watch it. I hope it's good. Because I love that universe and I love those characters. But it does seem... Well, there's two things going... One, it seems unnecessary. But also, going into it, like, knowing it's going to be depressing. Because, like, the the conceit of the movie is you know tony is a smart kid with a lot of potential in a mob family with a terrible mother and the movie seems to be will he get out of this situation but we know that he doesn't because there's a whole show about how he's a mob boss yeah so we already know yeah there's no happy ending there. And not like not that movies have to have happy endings, like but when you go in knowing there's no escape for him, it is like Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, well I think that sells it for me that I think that we should give it a try. But then that reminds me of the other HBO show that we've started and that we haven't completed yet, which is Deadwood. Deadwood is dead. (laughs) Look, part of that is my own dread because season three is so fucking depressing. And it's just like loss after loss after loss. And so the idea of sitting down and like, you need to finish the show. It's great. I don't know if I can do it with you because it just hurts my heart too much. Yeah. But the movie's great. But then you you got to watch it and you got to see the 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 uh movie that they did and this is one of the things that gives me some hope for the Sopranos is the Deadwood movie sequel movie is fantastic and really satisfying in a way that it shouldn't be. Yeah, I mean, I think I think this week I'm definitely going to try to watch the other episode because I I fucking forgot what episode that we were at. I'll have to go back to the Kento by archives and see um where we were but i think wouldn't it just show up next on your fucking hbo max yeah but i'm i've transferred over to carlos's hbo max so Uh. i'd have to i'd have to see but i don't know i feel like as soon as like you you said carlos like i heard like one of the the drawers in the kitchen like squeak (laughs) i can hear him Another show I would recommend that I really like, well, I mean, first of all, watch The Americans if you ever can handle just being stressed out and depressed every fucking week because it's the most stressful show I've ever watched. But beyond that, uh, the other Timmy Oliphant show, Justified, which um, first season is okay because it's very much just episode of the week. There'll be a crime and, you know, he's a, like, Marshall and he goes and solves you know he arrests people or whatever but after that it gets into like season-long storytelling and is amazing and Walton Goggins is one of the best character actors of all time and he is scary and good on that show and like everybody on it is wonderful and also it has a lot of Timothy Oliphant being shirtless and hot 
Yeah, that seems like a good show. It, it the whole like solving crime or like solving mysteries thing, like it reminds me kind of like of Bosch because when I was at my parents' house, I feel like my dad and my brother were always watching Bosch. And Catherine loves Bosch. I know. Catherine really does love Bosch. I think that's like so funny that like her and my dad like share something in common. <laughs> like that's one of like my favorite seems, Catherine yeah. things. It's a very dad show. I I keep meaning to try that again because Titus Welver uh, who plays Mr. Adams on Deadwood is great and I love him and he was also in The Mandalorian but I just I, I couldn't get into it maybe I'll go but you know sometimes you can't get into a show but then if you get to like episode four then you're golden yeah yeah there's still like a bunch of shows I need to watch but I don't know like The Sopranos has just like always like been there but one of those shows where I'm like it's classic I really need to watch it because like for some reason like when I first moved or before I knew I was going to move here I said when I move in I want to watch Band of Brothers because I always remember like my dad watching that um just constantly like I remember just like it random like that's like one of his like favorite shows and I've always told myself like I don't want to watch because like he's on episode four and I'm like I I need to find time to start this but I'm thinking I want to start this on my own like I want I want this to be the first thing I do on my own which it was yeah. it was it was fucking great the fact that I got the book and everything and I'm reading the book now and I started the Pacific I got the books from the Pacific um but yeah I re- I'm really interested because I remember um, when I used to work at the casino, there was this um, Italian restaurant. I feel like every like fucking like a, like stereotypical Italian restaurant has like a Sopranos poster in it. But <laughs> like I just remember like seeing like the Sopranos poster and always being like, you know, like I really got to start that show sometime. Like I feel like I always see it. I always hear about it. But like I really need to watch it. So I think that's definitely like on the list of things I definitely need to watch ASAP. Yeah. And again, I just think it's sort of of all of those shows, you know, like the the Wire or Mad Men or any of them. It is it's the easiest to watch. Yeah, I know. I really like something so, that's yeah. easy to watch. My um my brother used to work at this restaurant in New York called the Jekyll and Hyde Club. It was like you know this horror themed restaurant. They have like animatronics on the walls, and there'll be like characters who come out and do things and one time he was playing like the mad scientist character and he's out on the floor and you know this stuff you're just like you know like they make fun of the patrons and and there was this guy there and he looked he looked kind of like he looked kind of like tony soprano he looked like james gandolfini so my brother just making all this jokes of oh look at tony soprano over here and blah 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 and again like just like going into him and a little bit later his manager calls him over and he go, and he just whispers to him kevin that is James Gandolfini. <laughs> <laughs> and my brother looks over at him and, and Gandolfini makes eye contact with him and gives him like the finger gun. Because obviously he realized what was going on is this wasn't my brother making fun of James Gandolfini. This was my brother not realizing it was actually James Gandolfini. And just that made me love the man even more. That's amazing. <laughs> so good. Oh my god. <laughs> Making fun of a guy for looking like who he actually was. Well, hopefully no one else like cracked the case and found out that that is actually Tony <laughs> Soprano. Because I... 
I would assume that he would have hated that. You know, you go somewhere and you think, you know, no one's going to fucking recognize me. And then, like, you get all these jokes from this kid that you... Or, or if they do, like, you're in New York, people just ignore that shit. Like, if you're in a restaurant, you don't expect to get, like, harassed by the waiter. But you will get made fun of if you look like James Gandolfini. And they think you're not James Gandolfini. Yeah. <sighs> Speaking of good shows... Ted Lasso continues to be the most joyous thing that I have in my life every week. I just never want it to end. And this whole episode is like structured like a romantic comedy and filled with romantic comedy quotes and references. And it's all about our boy, Roy Kent. Coming back to the team as a coach. And oh my God, I love it. I think one of my favorite parts of this episode was like um, Carlos looking at me and being like, I got all the movie references, right? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah, 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 you did. Like this was such an adorable episode. And I... You know, it starts off with Nate trying to get the reservation at the restaurant. And then it just... The social anxiety and just the fear that, like, Nate always has. Like, you just feel so bad you want to hug him. But then at the end, like, when he actually, like, gets the restaurant reservation, you just, you want to stand up and just clap for him because you're just so proud that he was able to do that. But then he fucks it up at the end by asking the waitress for her number. <laughs> Which like, also, just the, don't, don't ever do that. That's, like, the most Nate thing to ever do because it's always, like one step forward and then like two steps back again and you're just like oh my god that the poor boy but i mean at least he's learning like i was so proud of him that he was able to get that reservation yeah i'm i'm waiting for the um explosion to happen between him and ted because he is obviously at the end of this episode very unhappy that roy is back and I think, you know, probably because he, he feels that that's, like, threatening to replace him. But it's not the only thing. Like, earlier that episode, it has, like, him, like, volunteering to talk to Isaac and Ted just laughing at it. It also goes back to um, Ted and Coach Beard just volunteering Nate to share his office with Higgins without even, like, consulting him beforehand. Um, Him, this episode, giving Nate the, which made me laugh very hard, the indoor whistle. But and it just seems like that that's a confrontation that's going to happen and it's gonna be very sad. But Ted is kind of not treating him as well as he treats most people. Yeah, Ted's not really on it right now. I think that he's still like really intimidated by Dr. Sharon and it's really getting to him to the point where like he's kind of like acting differently and it just sucks because he he shouldn't be like you know he should want dr sharon to want to you know help you know his his team but he just he wants to be the main provider he wants to be the main helper and the fact that like he feels like that she's like trying to take that from him which is like nonsense but i mean that's just how ted lasso is like it just it sucks yeah i was really happy that we finally because i've been waiting to get scenes with Ted and Roy because their dynamic is great so the the scene with them and the kebab place was wonderful 
I, I just, I just love Roy. Just the best character. I just love that, you know, romantic comedy end when he just decides to leave the sports center and he just goes and tries to get to Ted and the team and all the different events that happen. Like he dislocates his knee again. Then he has to go on the little bike. Just all the different events that happen. It's just like so funny. And just the music playing, like how is he's getting there? Just all the lovey scenes. Like it was just so perfect. And then when Keely saw him and when everyone else did, like everyone rose to their feet for Roy Kent. Like it just When Yeah, when when they start singing the Roy Kent chant, I was definitely crying a little bit. Yeah, this this show is really good at, you know, getting you hard in the feels. And then, you know, Rebecca's talking to someone on the one app, and then you see Ted checking his phone. I am so torn there where I, like, part of me hopes it's a misdirect, and they're not doing that storyline because it's just, like, it just seems like such a cliched sitcom story that, that they tr- they tend to avoid. But also they are, if they are genuinely connecting like through the app, like then, like I want them both to be happy. Yeah, I agree. Like I definitely think that they just, they both deserve to be happy. I'm not sure if like them being together is the best thing, but it's not the, definitely not the worst thing, but yeah, I just want them to be happy. And if that's with each other, then fuck it. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm still really worried about Nate because you just see him at the that end of the episode and he looks like he feels like he's being replaced. Like he's going to go off. Like I almost feel bad because he he's just been going through it this last season, you know, with, you know, the disappointment from who replaced him, you know, with the, the towels being lavender and then the water having pineapple in it. Like I think there's like more going on with Nate that we don't know. So I really hope that he ends up talking to Dr. Sharon because... I think he needs it. (laughs) Yeah, because I do think it's definitely like it's not like it's maliciousness on Ted's part. It's just he's so like he just thinks, oh, Nate's a nice guy. And so then I can just sort of, you know, don't have to think about his feelings or whatever because it's Nate and he'll be fine. And that's very obviously not really the case. Um, I also like the uh, Coach Beard revelation that he had been a competitive lumberjack. And holy shit, this is why I love this show. Episode nine of last season, when Coach Beard has yelled at Ted because he doesn't think Ted should start Roy. And they've had the big fight over it. Ted is trying to get Beard to just like be like normal with him. And he starts the what does a British owl say joke? He just does the setup. And then he's like, oh, you're ignoring me and giving me the cold shoulder? That's a great combination. And then this episode, and we get Coach Beard when he's picking Ted up in the morning for their normal coffee when they walk to work, just completely blasé. Oh, you never finished your joke. Which joke? What does a British owl say? Whom, whom? I've been waiting for that to come. Like, I... The fact that they brought that back and 
how naturally it fits into their friendship that Ted immediately remembered this joke and that Coach Beard remembered this had happened at all. I just, those two are perfect. They really are. Like, they really complement each other really well. And I just, I'm amazed of just how well the show fits just with everything. You know, you have the themed episodes, you have the characters, like there's not one event that this show has done or one thing this show has done that I've been like, I don't know about this. Because I mean, I feel like with every show, you know, you wish, you know, something would have happened to these characters. You wish, you know, this would have happened, but just everything fits so well. And I'm amazed that a show is capable of doing that. And you almost set your expectations for shows much higher now after watching this one because you see the potential and you see like what a show could really do for characters for life lessons you know just for like how fucking people should treat each other and i also have to really because you talked about characters how they've really this season focused on like giving people like different characters a chance to shine like we had sam's story was standing up with um dubai air we had danny and his kid and the dog uh this episode like isaac gets to do something and you get the lovely stuff with higgins and his wife which by the way oh my god they are a, an adorable couple yeah they are i love it ah i love this show so much i do too I'm I'm really happy that it exists and I'm really happy that it's one of the highlights of my Sundays because like Sundays like aren't <laughs> aren't really like they I like Sundays because I get to record with you but like Sundays are kind of like the worst days for me right now because like Carlos has to go home because he's still not fully here yet so it just it's always like the last day of just like ah like my normalcy you know then I have to go back to work and just it's like okay like I'm not at full potential stability yet like I'm about like at 65 percent stability so I'm waiting for that 100 percent and that Ted Lasso just like really like makes it really close to 100 percent so I'm, I'm really happy that exists yeah should we 50 minutes into the 200th episode of our ostensibly Star Wars podcast, talk about some Star Wars. Look, it's our podcast. We can do whatever the fuck we want. So I guess. I mean, we don't have to. We don't want to. I mean. We did. Yeah. Last week. When did we record? We recorded on Monday or Tuesday? Monday. We recorded on Monday. Which we normally don't do. Tuesday morning. The fucking Star Wars Visions trailer drops. So we haven't had a chance to talk about it yet. Um, Brittany, what did you think? It was fun, action-packed, adventure, unlike anything I've ever seen before. Awesome, exciting, wow, spectacular. Yeah, no, it was fine. I, I'm, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to enjoy it. Like, I anything star wars on it i'm like fuck yeah i'm in so what would you think i mean look i'm not i'm not an anime fan and i know it's it's silly to say because anime like there's all sorts of like genres with anime it's like just but i'm not i have a problem with animation in general like it just with a couple of exceptions like bojack horseman or gravity falls or i guess finally the bad batch i i generally don't get like I can't connect with it on some level and I've tried a lot of of anime because I have I have friends who are deeply into it like who are in anime club in college and shit 
but it's just not my not my thing in general. So I don't have that level of excitement for it that you might get from from people like our friend Hawes who who are really like there for it. But it looks like some interesting stories. I like that they're trying something new. I like that they're doing something diverse. Um, it looks like there's a wide variety of shit within it. But I also just like that... And I brought this up in um, like one of the one of the discords I'm in, which is just... I'm so glad they're letting go of the reins of canon just a little bit. Like... The fact that this is a thing where, like, everything has to be canon, even the fucking theme park has to be canon, just makes me exhausted, and it stifles creativity. And so to just be able to tell stories and not worry about where they fit in or how it all connects or if everything lines up, I want to encourage that even if I don't end up liking them myself. Yeah, fuck the theme park. Like, I hate... That's one of the things I hate the most about galaxy's edge is that the fact that it needs to be canon like why does everything need to be this and that like i just i don't understand it and the fact that you know this isn't canon it it is so you can be so much more creative with it the fact that it's not canon like why do we need everything to be canon we don't you know there's a lot of legends things that like people really like but then it's like they can't like it because it's legends well it's like you can't fucking tell someone that they can't like it so I'm really glad with something like this that it's not canon. So great. Like, I don't know. I just, that's one of the things I hate about Galaxy's Edge the most is that, you know, Batu was a planet and that they don't, every time they mention it in like movies or books or shit, I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, I'm going to be so annoyed when it ends up in like an, um, one of the animated shows or like one of the actual shows or something, because like, it's just a lazy attempt to it, to get people to go to your expensive ass theme park yeah and how much more like i feel like galaxy's edge not that i've been there but i feel like it would be a lot more fun if you could have characters walking around from every like era of star wars yeah and i see it as also you know the pandemic has really hit a lot of people hard and the fact that like you could add on roles and you know add you know people add you know jobs for people you know having someone dress up as like ahsoka or like different characters like that would be super fucking cool but no you can't because this is only sequel trilogy shit like you can only have ray and chewbacca hang out like i like ray and chewbacca like don't get me wrong but you know like oh can put fucking greedo in there or whatever yeah like it just it just it limits so much for no reason and like i love the parks like i love disney like you know i'm i'm kind of separated from disney right now because of covid and you know i have all these fucking disney gift cards and i'm like i can't do anything with this right now like because like i don't want to go to the parks right now because they're about to start this like weird new fast pass or weird new park like park hopping annual pass crap that's on annual pass it's a magic key and then like they're getting rid of fast passes adding like genie and genie plus which i'm interested to see how that is but i don't know and then it just uh, it just it's becoming too much of 
a pr- it's like a privilege to be able to visit the parks when it shouldn't be. Everyone should be able to get to go to Disneyland. But with these crazy prices and this crazy, you know, reservation system, so you only go on this day. If you cancel your reservation, you can't go for 100 days. Like shit like that, like it makes it really difficult to want to plan a trip somewhere. You know, somewhere that you've been going your whole fucking life and somewhere that's brought you so much happiness because of all these rules, all these expectations all this price like it's just it's bullshit it makes me sad that so many people can't go and have fun anymore because it costs so much goddamn money to have fun yeah it's a shame it is and you know thank god you know i know that there is life outside of disney there's things to do outside of disney and like that for a long time was hard for me to see because like we had always spent you know you know fun events you know i'm bored let's go to disneyland like that was my happy place and the fact that you know i can't go to my happy place and the fact the cool part is, is like I found happy places like so so many other places and happy places that are fucking free or like fucking way less money. Like when I went to Hawaii, like that was probably the same price as like as I would go to Disney World for a week. But like that was a fucking happy place. Like that was one of the first times where I was like, you know, like I really thought that Disney World was like my escape, like my escape from reality. I'm here for a week. But like, fuck that. Like I can go to Hawaii and feel like that, too. So. I don't know. I just, I'm constantly disappointed in Disney and what they're doing. You know, I love the parks. I love everything. You know, it, it makes me happy seeing like the commercials and shit. But I don't know. Like, I think this pandemic has just really taught me that. It just, it's really disappointing that, that these prices just like keep going up and that, you know, they're really limiting, you know, this experience like for a certain group of people. And it's just not fair. Yeah, capitalism fucking sucks. It is. And then you sit there and think, like, fuck, like, would would Walt want this? Like, would Walt want to only make reservations to go to a park? Would Walt want, you know, all these pride? Like, Walt wanted families to be able to come here. You know, dads to take their daughters here. Well, it costs, like, so much money. I don't know. I mean, who knows, like, what Walt would have wanted, you know? Because I didn't know Walt. You know, a lot of people didn't know Walt. You know, Walt could have been an asshole. I don't know. But I don't know. Just the whole idea of what Disney sh- Disneyland should be. I feel like it's it's not that anymore. So it's just, it's really rough. But I know that the next time I'll go, I'll have fucking fun. So that's what sucks is that like, though I say all these things, I'm going to go in the next probably year, not anytime soon, be like, you know what? I did miss this place, but I am probably going to think it's way different because when you stop going somewhere... Then you go there again, like after a couple of years, after, you know, just life happens, like it just doesn't feel the same. So, yeah, I don't know. But Visions looks good. They have an awesome fucking cast of people, you know, for um, because they're doing a Japanese dub and an English dub, correct? I'm not sure. Okay, because I'm on the Star Wars website right now, and I'm seeing, like, some of the names of the actors that are playing the character. Actually, yeah, so Disney Plus also revealed, like, the cast voicing the uh, the shorts in Japanese, which includes multiple veteran voice actors. I don't know any of those actors, but um, I know the English dub cast, which um, a bunch of actors, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Tamora Morrison, Neil Patrick Harris, Alison Brie, Christopher Sean, who was in Star Wars Resistance, um, 
He seems like a nice guy. I was happy for him. Yeah. Yeah, he's cool. David fucking Harbour. Um, so many awesome actors are in this. And that's what makes it exciting, I guess. It's just like all the all the different voice actors, all the different stories that we're going to get. And just like the creativity. Like I just love seeing creativity like no matter what it is. And something new, something I've never seen before. And I feel like the show is going to be exactly like what I'm looking for in Star Wars. Yeah. Um, there's not a ton of other news. Um, so there was a rumor that popped up that they're doing a Finn Disney Plus series. I file that under extremely dubious dubious to the point where I didn't even remember about it until I was talking to Chris Fresh earlier today and we were talking about recording this. He's like, oh, mention the fact that I think that Finn thing is bullshit. And I'm like, it took me a second. I'm like, oh yeah, they rumored that a Finn show was happening. I had completely forgotten that because when I first saw the article, I immediately dismissed it as not being true. Yeah. Don't him and Disney, like, not have, like, the best relationship right now? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, and he seems like he's got better things to do. Um, look, I'd be, if they threw a shit ton of money at him and he wants to, they're doing a Finn show, I'll, I'll watch the hell out of it. It just, it, it just doesn't seem likely to me. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I really don't think that a show with Finn is really going to happen. I mean, God, I don't even know if they're going to do any shows or anything like with these, you know, sequel characters because what do people want right now? People want the Mandalorian. They want Grogu. You know, they want all the different shows that are good. God, what, what else are we getting? Like, what other character? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're getting Obi-Wan, of course. You know, we're getting Andor. Uh, Andor supposedly wrapped filming now. That was the news on Twitter today, anyway. Has someone told Catherine yet? <laughs> I'm sure she saw. Okay, good. I will say, hearing that they're wrapped, I really hope that they are much better at keeping secrets than we generally give them credit for. Because I'm trying to remember that Grogu was a complete surprise. And that was awesome. Because we haven't heard any news about Jimmy Smiths. We haven't heard any news about Ben Mendelsohn. There was a rumor that, that Corey had talked about a while ago about Tarkin. But we haven't heard about anything about that since. And so I hope that they have just managed to lock this show down in a way that they have not managed to lock down other productions and that we're going to get some lovely surprises but I think it might be time for me to let the hopes of of Krennic go yeah I he has to be because I know he's bald right now because of that one musical that he's doing but they they could they could put a wig on him yeah, it's just the fact that we have not heard anything about it. But I don't know. We'll see. Cool. 
Chris Fresh just tweeted, I find it odd when podcasters refer to their listeners as fans. And I said, but I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> Twitter updates on Kendabyte Dispatch. I feel like I should just like turn on my notifications for Fresh's tweets just in case he tries to subtweet us or something. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Well, uh, speaking of our fans... Um, <laughs> that sounded disgusting. Um, we have a lot of voicemail slash email from some of our very, very good friends. Um, do you want to start? Um, I feel like this is our birthday and we're about to like open our presents and like we know that we got some shit for our birthday. So we're fucking stoked. I'm fucking stoked because uh, I see voicemails from so many of our friends so many of you know people in the community that you know i've looked up to for years you know that are also my friends so like that's fucking sick so do you want to start um reading i'll start listening i'll start okay i'll start with a quick one and also with a complaint because this one was from steel saunders it is not a voicemail and it's not even an email it is just a reply to our tweet from last week saying we're about to record our 200 can't even bother to be like congratulations on 200 god forbid you say that no 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 steel saunders the reason this podcast exists can't be bothered with that but he does give us a fuck Mary kill and that is toro calican the teacher from the new gossip girl and luke skywalker played by sebastian stan this is the most Till Saunders thing to happen on our podcast. <laughs> it is all of his interests. I mean, look, I think both of us can say the fucking teacher from Gossip Girl is getting dead. But she sucks. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. She fucking sucks. So, yeah, she's dead. Well, does that mean we're fucking Toro? I think it does. You can't be married to Toro Calican. No, because then still would want to come over all the fucking time for dinner parties. And that's just, Ugh. that's just too much. That That's just like, uh, God, like Steel should just marry like Toro Calican. Like Steel, invite him to your dinner parties. Like, I don't, I don't even know if you have dinner parties. I don't know what you and Jackie do, but. I don't think many people are having dinner parties right now. Oh, oh yeah, huh? Yeah, no. Probably not. But uh, it'll be a nice quick fuck with Toro Calican. He's not not like he's like a bad looking dude or anything. No, no, he's not. He's not. He's just not my preferred fuck. No, he's got some terrible tattoos, but whatever. Yeah, we, we all have terrible things, you know? But yeah, tattoos. I've never had sex with anyone with tattoos before. Because it's like, I could... Like, I, I can't imagine just, like, spacing off and being like, I wonder what that tattoo means. You know? I don't know. I'm going too much into detail here. But that means we have to marry Luke Skywalker, played by Sebastian Stan. Which, yeah, I'm not excited about that, but I guess it's fine. Yeah, but we're talking about, um... God, what was his fucking name in Gossip Girl? You see, I've already forgotten Carter Bazin. We're marrying Carter Basin. Kind of sleazy. The fact that he slept with both Blair and and Serena. 
But he actually dated uh, Blair in real life for a couple of years. So that's pretty cool. But I'm fine with it. I'm I'm also fine with the the fan casting for Luke Skywalker by Sebastian Stan. Like I'm I'm fine with it. Like if it happens, it fucking happens. Like Sebastian Stan's a good actor. I fucking loved him in Falcon Winter Soldier. Like I I like Sebastian Stan. Like he's a good dude. Yeah, I think yeah. I mean, look, being married to to Luke Skywalker seems like pretty boring, and like you'd have to deal with him being mopey all the time. But I mean, it's better than being married to Toro Calican or the shitty teacher from Gossip Girl. Yeah, because the shitty teacher from Gossip Girl would just stalk teenagers and take pictures of them, like having intimate moments, which is like like child pornography ish. So that's like not very uh, not very good. Man, I haven't yeah. watched, but I fucking hope she gets fired. Like, what she's doing is just fucked up. It's just annoying. I, I can't go on. I, I can go on forever about this. It's just like how... That's the last thing we need right now is just like bad portrayals of teachers or like doctors or anything like on television. Like, it's fucking bullshit. Like, I know that probably like when the show first started, like the pandemic wasn't going on. I mean, who? I, I, I fucking hope not, but it's saying a good look. I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. <sighs> I also don't appreciate this fuck Mary Kill. No, I'm kidding. It was a fine fuck Mary Kill. Thank you, Steel Saunders. I mean, at least he sent us something. We, we got to be yeah, thankful. That's true. Yeah. All right. What's next? We have a voicemail from Dom Legatsby, our friend Dom that we haven't heard from in a long time. Maybe since 100? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I always think of him when I edit the podcast because I I use uh, his last uh, voicemail as our end song. So let's let's play. I'll play this one. Okay. All right. Here's Dom. Hey yo, I'm back. No music this time. I'm in a chair in my apartment and I'm recording a voicemail. What's up, ladies? This is Dom, Canto Bitch number one. <laughs> and what's up to all the bitches? Hope you're all safe. Hope you're all living well. Hope you are all healthy in this fucked up time. Um, so, look, I heard there was an episode that ends in double zero happening. And the last time there was one of those, uh, you know, me and a couple of buds decided to bless the world of podcasting with the greatest, greatest piece of music ever to grace a podcast. Uh, I said at the time, hey, there's no way I could ever match this. The greatness that is the Canto Bitch Anthem Part 2 can't be touched. So guess what, ladies? I'm not even gonna fucking try. Because why would I do that? It's, I'm gonna fail, right? Like, what am I gonna do? Just like some friggin' like nursery rhyme shit, right? Come on, that's what it would be. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm grateful, I'm blessed to know that the song is still in the rotation a uh, hundred episodes later and um, you know, it's uh, it's humbling. It's um, it's all that. It's it's great. 
uh, you know, I'm, I'm so pleased that you guys have made it to 200. You haven't fucking, like, imploded as a duo. You haven't, like, you know, one of you hasn't, like, turned to the dark side and, like, you know, slain the other one, you know, like, taken over the podcast, like, you Not know, yet. tossed somebody off into a friggin', you know, pit of lava, um, you know, but let's be honest, if that was going to happen, it would totally be Lindo, right? Like, Brittany, you just, yeah. you would just be in the fucking magma. You just would. I'm sorry. Um, love you, but it's true. Um, so, hey, uh, I've been out of the game. I've been out of the game for a long time. Um, Star Wars Twitter, podcasting, all that. I've been out. Um, and that's nothing personal except what's personal to me changes I needed to make in my life um, and uh, you know part of that has been um, so I mean I'll just say it uh, a lot of the stuff that I threw into um, the community was stuff that uh, I was using sort of as escapism I guess ism escapism is that a word escaping um anyway uh so yeah like i've been escaping my uh personal troubles right one of those troubles was a, a very toxic and abusive marriage um and um we'll call it about 22 months ago right this is like three or four months before, like, you know, COVID even, you know, really started happening, right? Uh, I finally made the decision to leave my marriage. Moved out, um, left my children, left my dog, um, changed everything about the way I lived. And, um, you know, it was, uh, it was really hard. Um, and... I'm here today to tell you that, like, I am officially divorced. Uh, I am um, in a much better place uh, emotionally, spiritually, personally. Um, my relationship with my children have, has never been better. Um, I am hopelessly in love with the girl of my dreams. Um, and she kind of loves me, too. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm having the best sex of my life. Uh, yeah, that's right. Canto bitch number one fucks. Okay. Um, I am, um, you know, like I, I'm just on fucking cloud nine. Right. Um, but you know, part of my process, uh, my grieving and healing process was to, um, kind of change change some stuff right um i actually started a podcast of my own and uh i recorded um well gosh i i, I think over 50 episodes and it was uh i recorded it for a year once i left uh left my marriage and it was um, basically chronicling my emotional state and things i was going through and my healing process and um you know, all that. And it was kind of like my own therapy, right? Um, but 
you know, um, what I found interesting was that um, in the same way that the Cantobite dispatch helped to um, provide me with some sort of um, comfort, relief, uh, whatever you want to call it, right? Entertainment, all of that good shit, right? Um, I started getting, because every podcast has to have a Twitter, right? I started getting um, people reaching out to me. I never promoted the podcast. It's totally anonymous. I'm not going to say what the podcast name is here. I never say my name on the podcast. Um, but it was basically just chronicling, you know, the, the shit I was going through uh, during my divorce. And, um, you know, I started getting people reaching out to me saying, like, you know, they were getting inspiration from my story and hearing me be... Um, open and honest about my emotions as a man, as a divorced man, or divorcing. Technically, when I was recording it, I wasn't yet finished with my divorce. Um, and, um, you know, it was, it was like, you know, people were reaching out to me for advice, and I'm just like, look, I'm just a guy. I'm not like a fucking therapist, right? Like, maybe you want to you know, like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I think, but like, you know, yeah, maybe you were the asshole in that fight or, um, yeah, maybe you shouldn't have fucked your neighbor. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll let you know, like, this is how I feel, but I hope you get some professional help here. Um, you know, it, and it got to the point where like, uh, somebody actually like wanted to talk to me on the phone and I was like, holy shit, like, is this, what's going on here? Um, Every now and then, the podcast still gets a hit or two. Again, I've never promoted it. It's just if you found it, you found it organically, um, and um, and yeah, it was it was it was a trip, right? So um, I, I I hope you guys realize that um, you know you have an impact on your listeners and, and people out there. Uh, you certainly had one with me, uh, even though we were friends before the podcast. Um, but, um, but yeah, you know, like you guys, I hope you just kind of keep up the great work. I'm so pleased you made it to 200. Um, and, uh, you know, I've, again, I've been, I've been out of the game on social media, right? Like Twitter at least, right? Uh, if you're, if you're connected to me on Facebook, you see, I'm, I'm like posting shit about my chickens and like, um, you know, how much I'm in love with my girl. And, um, you know, like, I don't know what the fuck else. What do I post about anywhere anymore? Uh, I think like the last, the, you know, I, I've posted about like the, the, the new uh, Star Wars anime, right? Like, okay, that's about it as far as like Star Wars shit. Don't worry, I'm still in with the Star Wars, right? Um, like, I, I definitely will be at a Star Wars celebration with my son. Um, we will definitely be representing. I've been to fucking Galaxy's Edge. I'm going back uh, in a couple of weeks. Don't tell my kids. Um, <laughs> and uh, I got a fucking lightsaber. Like, you know, it was awesome. Rise of the Resistance, I got fucking goosebumps, right? I was like, holy shit. Like, this is, this is real? This is really happening? Okay. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, like, I, I don't know, I think I feel like I'm just kind of rambling here, but, um, so I'm going to kind of cut it off. But, again, ladies, congratulations, and, um, you know, here's to another hundred, right?
Uh, all right. Um, since I've been off Star Wars Twitter, right? Like, I don't know how many motherfuckers have been canceled since then. <laughs> Last cancellation I remember was Jason Ward, and that was like his fifth cancellation. I don't know how many he's had since. Um, and, uh, you know, for all I know, like, I, I, I don't know, like, everybody else could have been canceled. Star Wars Twitter might be dead. I don't fucking know. And it's fucking amazing not knowing. I gotta tell you, that shit got stressful after a while. Um, sorry, but it just did. But I don't, I don't, I'm cool with it, right? Uh, so, yeah, look, uh, I'm gonna go now because I'm just fucking rambling. Like, I don't even know how much time you guys have on this podcast. Like, you got other voicemails to play. Who knows? Somebody might have tried to record a better song. They're not going to. Trust me. But, all right, ladies, I'm out. Love you. Talk to you in 100 episodes. Well, Dom, thanks for reaching out. Um, I'm glad that you got out of a bad relationship. I'm glad you're doing a lot better now sounds like it sounds like you're in a really good place and i'm very happy for you and yeah sometimes sometimes disengaging with fandom is probably the way to go you're you're not wrong there <laughs> that reminds me during the pandemic um it, there was like something that like went down one of those like sleazy star wars like websites like had like mentioned nurse or something <laughs> called emily while i was running i was like i can't fucking do this i'm like emily like i didn't sign up for this shit like get, I, I don't want to be on people's websites like get me out of here and you're like uh you'll be fine <laughs> it's, it's okay but yeah, that's that's so funny because his last part of that voicemail just reminded me of when I called you frantically that one day being like, I don't like that I'm on someone's website. Like, I, 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 I didn't sign up for this. But. Oh, yeah, I'd forgotten that. Oh. No, D Dom, I'm glad you said that your podcast was anonymous and that you're not promoting it because when you said you had done 50 episodes of podcast, I was sitting there going like, how the fuck did I manage to miss <laughs> Dom having a podcast for 50 fucking episodes I felt really bad there for a moment so I think um I saw Dom god <laughs> almost like two years ago now I saw Dom two years ago in San Francisco and I think I remember him telling me about it so I was familiar with with the podcast but you know I've also been familiar like with like Dom and like what Dom's been going through and I'm just glad that you know, we were here for, you know, mindless fun or just mindless activities like escapism. And but I'm also like more happy for you that, you know, you got out of that abusive relationship and marriage and that, you know, you're so fucking happy now. Like I see your fucking Facebook Dom. Like you are madly in love. Like I see it. And it makes me so happy that you're madly in love with the chickens, with your girl like with with all of it and it just it it warms my heart and it makes me so happy like when you know my friends that have been going like a really rough time like finally see like the light at the end of the tunnel and I believe that you know your girl's that light at the end of the tunnel and like your mental health and like your relationship with your children like that's the biggest thing is that you know your relationship with your children's like really fucking good now and I'm so happy for you and I'm so happy that you sent us this beautiful voicemail because that makes me happy that, you know, we're, we've been sitting here for 200 episodes, you know, and that makes it all worth it to me that that voicemail just, 
you pouring your heart out and you, you know, sharing with us, like what's been going on, you know, how we've helped, like what's been going on with you, how you've helped yourself like that just warms my heart and makes me really happy and really thankful that, you know, we have a friend like you. Yeah. It's very good to hear from you, man. Um, but we should probably keep going. So next we got an email from Rebecca. Hi, Britt and Emily. Congratulations on your 200 shows. I know you're always after content for the show, things like Fuck, Mary Kills, but I also notice you don't read them out on previous shows, episode 199, even though you'll say to get to them previous to that show, episode 198. <laughs> not to be deterred, I decided this week to record a song for your 200th show. Sorry, it's not very good. I'm no Eric <laughs> Struthers on the guitar. Well, Eric Struthers didn't send us a voicemail, so you're already ahead there. Oh, and don't worry, my disappointment with episode 199, it was still five stars. If you had read my email, it probably would have dipped to 4.9 stars. Huru, Rebecca, and Adelaide. I'm sorry, we're very bad at remembering to do things. Because anytime like anything is no longer at the top of my email list, and then there's other shit, it's bad. But anyway, let's hear this. I'm sure will be an amazing song. Yeah, and it's totally fine that I think our podcast is at like four point something stars anyways, because some asshole gave us one star because we were talking about like the Rosario Dawson shit. What they fucking say like that? Uh, like they, they were trying to quote some like law bullshit. And I'm thinking like, who the fuck are you to write a one star review of the podcast? Like reevaluate yourself. Like, come on. Continue. Let's hear our song. Put your feet up, here's the show 
I feel like it was very like if fucking the band Baruch Assault wrote us a song, that's what it would sound like. I'm stoked. I think we have a new intro song. It's pretty great. That like, that was really good. That was really nice. I feel so fucking awful that we keep forgetting to read your email. (laughs) You wrote us a song. Fuck me. God, a really good song. Like the fact, I mean, that's the thing that just blows my mind is not only do we have all these like talented people and lovely people who listen to the show, but like fucking taking the time to do that, like to put that work into that. Just thank you. Like it's really incredibly touching, and I am like super moved by it. And also, it would just be, like badass and make me feel very cool. Oh. I know that's really nice. I'm so in awe. Like that was amazing. Yeah, we'll also, put you that have a fantastic voice, Rebecca. Oh, I know. Yeah, we're, we'll put that song at the end of the episode too. Um, yeah, that was. I'm still in awe. Like that's so nice. Like I think that's like one of the nicest things that anyone's ever done for us. So thank you. That was very good. I know. Okay, um, I'll play the next voicemail from Blue Harvest to Star Wars Podcast. All right. Let, let's do it. Hey, guys. It's Halls. I just wanted to stop by real quickly and congratulate you guys on 200 excellent episodes of the Canto Bite Dispatch. Uh, I'm sure you guys are getting a ton of well wishes and fuck, Mary kill suggestions and bed watches and so on and so forth. So I will keep this as short as possible as to not take up too much of your time. But Emily and Brittany, I just wanted to say how great it's been listening over the last 200 episodes and how honored I am to consider the two of you guys friends. I think you're great. I think the show is great. Will also, by the way, sends his regards. He uh, wasn't able to jump on and record this with me, but he wanted to make sure to pass along his feelings as well. I got to be honest, you know, recording with Will every week is kind of an adventure. He sort of just comes out of the woods like (laughs) the Sasquatch sits down, records for a couple hours and... Then he disappears, and I don't know what he gets up to. Dad stuff, I guess. But anyways, guys, um, the show was excellent. You guys are excellent. I'm still not quite sure what that lady was gossiping about, but, hey, it's been fun to listen and be along for the ride. And I have one more message. Hold on. I have it written down here somewhere. I have one more message someone requested that we pass along uh, here we go <clears throat> this message is from our buddy chris he says hey Brittany, tell your sister i said hello 
don't know what that's all about. But anyways, guys, congrats again. Love you guys. Can't wait to hear the next 200. Fuck you, Chris Fresh. Fuck you times a thousand, you motherfucker. No, I will not tell my sister that you say hi. No. I like the fact that Hawes is so delightful that you absolutely do not yell at Hawes in that. Just Chris. No, because it's all fucking Chris's fault. Like, Hans doesn't know. Like, Hans doesn't know my sister. Fresh doesn't know my sister. But the fact that Fresh gets the nicest man in the universe to ask me to tell my sister that Chris Fresh says hi? No! Fresh, come fucking here and tell her hi yourself, you fuck. <laughs> God damn! But... Thank you, Haas. I'm fucking honored to call you my friend, too. Your podcast is spectacular, and I've been listening to it for fucking years. You and Will are fucking pros, and thank you, Will. I I don't know if you listen, but I keep up with you on Facebook and your beautiful fucking family. God, talk about beautiful fucking people. That's Will and his family. And Haas and Jesse are just fucking beautiful people too beautiful and happy with all their fucking animals it's like you know like snow white and all her animal friends like that's that's like haas and jesse and like in their house with all their beautiful animals (sighs) thank you haas um yeah if you don't listen to blue harvest please listen to blue harvest it is like it really is the only star wars podcast that you need i shouldn't say that but it is it's great and (laughs) I, I'm always happy when I get, like, I'll, if whenever there's, like, a new cool hot toy or something, I'll get a DM from Halls about it, and it always makes my day. Ah, uh, I'm still writhing in anger. <laughs> well, let's dive in, then, straight into an email from, I would say, better half, but really, it's Haas's equally delightful half, and that is Jesse. And Jesse says, congratulations on 200 episodes, ladies. In honor of the occasion, I have a fuck, Mary kill for you. Fuck, Mary kill. Can't abide episode one, episode 100, episode 200. Gobby both. Can't wait to see you in person again. Oh, can't wait to see you too. Whenever that's going to be. Yeah, next August better come quick, hopefully and safely. May. Oh, yeah, May. God, what am I fucking thinking? Yeah, God, that's that's coming up. I need a request. Yeah, well, now. we'll see if it comes up or not. <laughs> Who fucking knows at this point? <sighs> uh, let's see. We we talked about this earlier, but Candivite episode number one has got to probably die. Well, it doesn't exist, so it's already dead. <laughs> but even like the one we put out as episode number one, like we didn't know what we were doing. The editing's a mess. Uh, it's it's really awkward. I will never listen to it again. So that episode is going to get buried down deep into the earth. No funeral, just just a mob burial out in the desert. Um, I think episode one hundred. I will fuck episode one hundred. We got the cool new song. We were having a good time. We we're grooving along. But I feel like episode two hundred, like so far anyway, we've now we've matured in it. We are, you know, two years further along in our friendship. Yeah, so much has happened. Like, so many cancellations. So many, like, we survived a pandemic. We, you know, our our friendship, like, just continues to to just go grow stronger and stronger. 
and you know our our health is great our every everything's everything's uh, uh god fucking damn it. i was gonna say everything's coming up strothers but sure sure we'll we'll, we'll use that we'll, we'll use that but yeah i i agree 100 percent. thank you jesse thank you jesse okay we have a voicemail from the sip list uh-oh they, dude, these fucking professionals, they even have their fucking podcast picture in their email. Crazy. Okay. Uh, I'll play it. Canto by Dispatch, a happy 200th episode to you. This is Arash from the Sip List, along with... Hello, it's Bo. <laughs> the weakest the hello I've ever heard. But I, what I'm really happy that it's just Boo and I because we decided not to ask anybody else to come on from the sit place because we didn't want to hear their voices anymore. No, no. We only get one of those a week. So yeah, we're, we're over it. We're over it. Guys, I can't believe it's 200. You guys put out amazing content every week. We just dick around and record and we put out stuff. You guys actually think out stuff and it's awesome content so i don't know how you do it but i can't wait for the next 200 absolutely absolutely and many more after that and boo you're not just here because you live with one of them right no 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 not just because i live with him no <laughs> okay that's what <laughs> guys we can't wait to hang out with you hopefully when all this craziness is over we can all hang out together at celebration yes, knock on woods hopefully emily can't wait to see you again a huge congrats well done bye that was wholesome Oh, thank you guys. Thank I you love the Sith List. I know. The Sith List is a good podcast. It it it's good. It's structured. It's it's fun though. It's low. fifty there's like fifty dudes on it now. Like there's Yeah, it's yeah. There's a lot of dudes on there talking about dude things like He Man and Star Wars and life. So thank you for the voicemail guys. Check out the Sith list. It's a good podcast. Up next, we got a voicemail from someone we have not heard from in a while, but who has been busy creating content for basically like every podcast out there or like, you know, going on a four mile walk with his favorite musician friend. So we are going to hear from King Tom. Hey there, Brito and Lindo. I know I haven't sent in a voicemail in a while, but I figure if I can't for 200, then I absolutely suck. But anyway, I want to say congratulations on, you know, being around, you know, and putting out a great, uh, great podcast for 200 episodes, four years. It feels like just yesterday that that you two started your podcast and, you know, I'm, I'm a proud listener and, and friend to you. And even though I, you know, I don't watch um, Gossip Girl or, um, and now I'm completely drawing a blank on Ted Lasso. That's it. I don't watch Ted Lasso, but I enjoy hearing your take on it. Um, and of course, the Star Wars stuff too. Uh, but, you know, I, I figure I want to add some value to the show with this voicemail. So I also have a Fuck, Mary Kill for you too. Um, this is a little bit different. Uh, hopefully you'll have something for it. It's a bit, bit conceptual, but here we go. Fuck, Mary kill. Nabu, we don't know the lyrics, or fuck, Mary kill. I leave it to you. 
Anyway, thank you for the amazing, <laughs> wonderful podcast, and I look forward to it each and every Friday morning. Even if you guys post it like on a Thursday, I'll still wait Friday morning to, to, to listen to it because it's that much a part of my routine. So thank you. Uh, keep on at it, and Death Watch. Death, Death Watch. Watch. <laughs> we don't okay. know the lyrics. Ah! So, look. <laughs> Man, our show is so impenetrable for new listeners. But so that is three segments from three different podcasts. Our our Fuck and Mary Kill segment, of course. Uh, the Sith List has a let's call it trivia game called Naboo that Brittany's lovely man Boo does every week, much to the annoyance of everybody else in the show, especially King Tom. And <laughs> we don't know the lyrics is a. Geek Dudes segment that has been going on for many years, although it was retired for a while, because they do a little brief recap of every single event mentioned in what Brittany would call the fire song, known to other people as We Didn't Start the Fire. But yeah, so there's been some competition over whether Nabu or We didn't. We Don't Know the Lyrics is the worst one. But fuck Mary Kill, where are you going, Brittany? Really? People think that we don't know the lyrics is the worst one? Uh, Chris has said that it's the worst segment of all of podcasting. And then Tom vehemently disagreed with him because of the existence of Nabu. I don't know, though, because it's like, we don't know the lyrics is just like interesting anyways, because like, who the fuck does that? Who the fuck goes through the fire song and just uh, does a snippet of like just history? Like, is that just the song? It's just like different world like history things. Yeah, yeah, basically. But the great thing about that segment is they don't just go to the next one. They play the entire song up until that bit every time. So right now you're listening to, you know, like three verses of the song every week to get to the next event. And it's... I I kind of love the Fire Song segment just for its pure insanely like tenacious the fact that they're still doing it brings me great joy i know which kills me that i have to kill nabu because nabu isn't a game it's (laughs) it's a lifestyle choice (laughs) a masochistic lifestyle choice or sadistic from Boo's standpoint, I guess. Yeah. It, just the fact that that game, like, still continues. It's been, like, God, that... Um, that game's been a thing for, I would say, like, two years since Malik was born. Because I remember when Carlos had told me that um, the inception the inception of Nabu. I believe it was like Steel had like brought up something like, oh, like, why don't you do like a trivia game of like facts from the Phantom Menace or something? <laughs> and facts from the Phantom Menace like turned into just like no facts at all. <laughs> just, <laughs> uh, just chaos. Things but. that Boo pulls from inaccurate slash film articles or <laughs> whatever the fuck. That game is so him, too, because, yeah, that's exactly what it is, is that he searches these articles, and these articles are probably, like, these, like, no far-from-facts articles, and everyone's wrong. 
like the fact that they continue to play they're wrong too so it just it's it's not trivia it's just a survival you have to survive Naboo but then by killing Naboo you you don't have to struggle to survive so let's kill Naboo alright what are we fucking what are we marrying like I honestly I want to marry the fire song and we yeah we don't know the lyrics like I, I think that's a beautiful creation for a podcast because it's something I never heard before and it's something that I didn't know that it was like an Australian thing at first to have like you know trivia like that on the podcast but I, I mean like I, don't, it. Don't, I don't think there's anything about that segment that's Australian but okay I don't know like it just I mean songs not Australian <laughs> Billy Joel not Australian <laughs> oh yeah Billy Joel does <laughs> sing the fire song I don't know. So yeah, um, I'll marry the fire song and fuck, fuck, marry, kill. What about you? Yeah, I think I'm gonna marry the fire. The, the we didn't know the lyrics just because it is they've they've managed to to really make it last, even though none of them seem to enjoy it. They are committed to the bit, and and I admire the tenacity. And then you fuck marry you fuck fuck marry kill because it's the sexy one. Yeah. Speaking of Australians. Here we go. Here we fucking go. Just when, you know, my anger, my frustrations have gone down to a three or two, they are now back at a seven. And that is because we have a voicemail from no one other than Chris Fresh. So I will play this voicemail from Chris Fresh and will hopefully not throw my phone out the window. Here we go. Hello there, Canto Kittens. It's your good friend, frenemy, however you want to describe me, Chris Fresh here, to wish you a happy 200th episode. What an achievement. Like, really, when you consider how little at times there has been to talk about. You two have managed to bullshit really well (laughs) for 200 episodes, which, trust me, in podcasting terms is a remarkable achievement. Um, Nice of you to turn up this episode, Britt. Um, Emily, consistent as always. Um, I was just checking out your Instagram page. Not a lot there, but look, that's not what we're here for. We're not here for the nitpicks. We're here for the celebration and genuinely, I know from my perspective, and I'm sure for a lot of listeners, it's always a good time seeing a new Canto Byte Dispatch pop up in the chamber to listen to. Um, I love how you two just do it your way. You don't give a shit what anybody thinks, and that's what makes you unique and also makes you <sighs> genuine, you know, like... Uh, two people that you actually enjoy listening to because there's nothing I hate more than listening to a podcast and you just get the feeling that, you know, they're trying out to be the new host of Jeopardy. (laughs) You know, where with you two, I can tell you have formed a connection, you were genuine friends and you were talking about stuff most likely that you hate Um, and it's fun to listen in on. So... uh, I, I thank you just from a listener perspective. And getting to know both of you on a personal level has been really cool too. 
But forget all that sentimental, mushy stuff. Um, let's come here for what you're going to be inundated with, and that's filth. Um, because you've brought it upon yourselves, you know, listeners are going to be sending you FMKs, I'm quite sure, and you'll be doing quite a few of them. Um, this one I dedicate to my beloved Emily Lind. Um, <laughs> but, of course, Britt, I expect you to play. Um, let's go with Fuck, Mary Kill. Deep fake Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One. Princess Leia in Rogue One. And Luke in the final episode of Mandalorian Season 2. Now, they are... When you look at them, they're going to look how they looked on the screen. Now, fine by me. I think they looked great. But, you know, I, I've heard from a little birdie that perhaps one of you is going to get a little creeped out and have an issue with this one, which is why I've put it out there naturally. Um, look, I've taken up enough of your time. I'm nearly three minutes, in fact. So I will love you and leave you. Um, and hey, Brit, say hi to your sister for me. No, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself right now, all the time. No, I will not. But Emily, please... Um Oh, the, God the, damn it. Thank, thank you so much, Chris Fresh, for, for the voicemail. I mean, even though you're wrong. Yeah. Even though you're wrong. I mean, thank you for the nice things. Not so much thank you for the, the last part of it, because this fuck, Mary kill, I don't, I don't like. Um, <laughs> I have such a strong, like, Uncanny Valley trigger. And so now I got to think about which one of those is worst. I mean, objectively, I think the Princess Leia one is the worst. Yeah, the Princess Leia one is is pretty bad. So I think I gotta kill the Princess Leia one because it's just like the like the weird like how bright pink her cheeks are, and it just I don't know. There's something super cartoony in that that I don't like. Um, her hair was too light too. Like it, it there was too many highlights in her hair. Yeah. <sighs> Tarkin versus Luke. See, the problem, like, look, that I'm swayed because it really comes down to Tarkin versus Luke. And obviously the answer there is I I marry Tarkin. But it's super bad looking. But then you have, like, the weird, like, the weird mouth on the Luke. I don't know if I want to fuck that. <sighs> I think I'm going to... Fuck creepy weird mouth Luke Skywalker. Like maybe just hopefully like not look at him too much. Like he do he's just sort of a badass in that scene and he's, you know, like pretty skilled with that lightsaber and seems like good and athletic. Um just do it from behind. Yeah. <laughs> Solves everything. As we as we as we know is Brittany's favorite. <laughs> and then I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna marry horrible, horrible cartoon Tarkin. Um, hopefully I can get by with mostly just seeing him in a reflection in a space window, because in the reflection in the space window, he looks great. So if I can send our entire marriage just seeing him reflected in things, then we'll be okay. Yeah, I agree. I would also kill Princess Leia, marry Tarkin, and fuck Luke Skywalker, because I... I still remember how amazed I was that Tarkin was in Rogue One. Like, I don't know. I, I think I went unspoiled for Rogue One. 
I did go sp unspoiled for the Mandalorian too, but yeah, you know, something slipped up. So, um, I am going more for the surprise factor that I was more surprised for Tarkin. I think Tar I thought I thought Tarkin looked. You know, at first Tarkin looked really good. I was like really surprised, like wow, holy shit, they brought Tarkin back. But yeah, I agree that after a couple scenes, like maybe it didn't look as great. But yeah, um, Mary. Uh, CGI Tarkin and fuck uh, CGI Luke Skywalker. Yeah, and uh, sorry that that you've been disappointed in in our uh, lack of Instagram updates. If only there were someone who could make sure that that happens more frequently. I'm ready to fucking pay someone to post on the Instagram. <laughs> like I don't fucking care. Like here, I'll give you five five dollars a week to post on Instagram. Like I. It, it, I think, it, yeah, I, I take full responsibility for that. That, that's my fault because Emily is always, you know, promoting the podcast, this or that. I promote on Twitter, but I just don't fucking exist on Instagram. Well, sometimes I, I try to, but not the podcast Twitter. And yeah, I admit I need to work on that, or else I'll be fired. So I really need to work on that. So thank you for pointing that out, Chris Fresh, because I know that you are a big fan of our Instagram. A and of us, thank I you. guess. Yeah, thank you, Fresh. And of your sister. Uh, no. But, but we should get to our next email slash a voicemail, and it is from our friend Rick. Yes. Rick, Rick says, hey, Britt and Emily, Rick here with a short congratulatory message on this momentous occasion. Wow, what a what a fucking uh, word sandwich. Thank you both so much for fun and entertaining show each week. From breakdowns, the shows have never seen to recent book recommendations. Canto Bite is a source of fun, insightful conversation, and I'm grateful for it. Cheers to both of you. I hope there are many, many new Legos in your futures. Shots for Tarkin and Cad Bane. Ya boy, Rick. Thank you, Rick. Thanks, Rick. We're really glad to have you as a listener. I'm glad to have you as a friend. I always love interacting with you on Twitter. And, um, you know, hopefully we'll see each other in person at some point again. And, yeah. Yeah, I hope so. Rick's fucking awesome. Thank you, Rick. All right. Um, do you want to read the last voice or last email that we have? Yes, and this is from our buddy Matthew Thurbin, better known to the Star Wars community as Turbo. He has this to say. Darius Brito and Lindo, congrats on 200 episodes. From the dizzying heights of The Last Jedi and Star Wars Celebration Chicago, Chicago to the crushing lows of The Rise of Skywalker, you've always been there for me on Friday afternoon listening. Right now, you have to compete with Ted Lasso dropping around the same time, but I always listen to Canto by Dispatch first. Wow, that's amazing. To continue with the Ted Lasso theme, here's another fuck, Mary kill. Rebecca, Keely, or Flo? One more request. Now that Gossip Girl is not worth talking about, please bring back monthly Mendo movies. Poor Mendo has been neglected lately. Have you seen Mendo with a shaved head? He's playing negotiate in the movie adaptation of Cyrano, which is due out in December. Oh my god, I didn't realize it was happening all that soon. 
Um, he has the link there that I'll check out later. But anyway, he's also starring with Daisy Ridley in The Marsh King's Daughter, which is filming right now in Canada. Take care, my friends. And hey, Brittany, say hi to your sister from Chris Fresh for me. And say hi to your mom from Eric's Brothers for me. I'm about to leave this podcast. I'll say hi to my mom, though, from Eric Strathers. I know Eric Strathers uh, thinks my mom's uh, pretty cool. So, yeah, and I, I could make that work. But um, I'm going to have to say no to that other part. Sorry, Turbo. But <sighs> how many fucking people did he get to tell to say hi to my sister? I feel like I'm going to randomly meet someone at fucking celebration and they're going to be like, hey, Chris, <laughs> your sister is in No. I really hope she doesn't fucking go to celebration either. Just for that. Yeah, we but. really we really should bring back uh, monthly Mendo movies. I mean, definitely we got to do Cyrano and Marsh King's Daughter when they both come out, but we should go back and, and do some of his older stuff too. We have been negligent because we like to start things and not finish them, but fuck, Mary kill. From Ted Lasso. Rebecca, Keely, and Flo, a.k.a. Sassy Smurf. Um, funny, Rusty's trying to FaceTime me right now. Um, I would marry Keely... Hawk, Rebecca, and Kill Flo. What about you? Yeah, it is a hard one. I like them all. Um, Flo, just because we don't know her nearly as... Like, she's a delight on the show, but I feel like we don't really know her very well. Um, so I'm going to kill her. Oh, boy. Um, hmm. I think I'm going to fuck Rebecca because she is I mean just gorgeous and amazing uh, but like maybe like married to would be a little bit more work than Keely who I think is like more fun and does things like sexy Christmas yeah sexy Christmas is fucking cool the fact that like, he could possibly marry like sexy Christmas is an accomplishment that I want to uh, fulfill yeah, because I want to be able to have sex at Christmas. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you, Tarpo, for the email. Thank you, everyone, for the emails and the voicemails. We really appreciate it. That was a, a fun group of... Fun group of listening and reading. Like, I'm, I'm really happy. Yeah. And, you know, thank you to everybody who listens to the show or who supports us. And, you know, um, like, you know, whether you've been there from the beginning or whether you just more recently joined us. But obviously, like, if we didn't have people listening and retweeting and writing to us, like, we wouldn't still be doing the show. So thank you all very much. I'm really happy you like not just like my friendship with Brittany, but my friendship with everybody else who I've met through doing the show. I am I'm extremely grateful for all of you. I am too. I'm I'm really happy that we have, you know, been doing this podcast for so long, you know, so many episodes, so many years and that just the journey that we've been through like along the way 
it just we've been through so much together like so much has happened in fandom so much has happened in our personal lives so much has happened like through the movies you know we've reviewed a couple of star wars movies that came out you know from from the last jedi to the rise of skywalker which is it was only three movies but it felt like an eternity you know waiting every week you know we'd be hearing information about the movies and being like you know i don't know how the movie's gonna be and then the movies happened and then all of them fell short to the last jedi like it just it just it's crazy just how star wars has evolved and we've evolved like since the beginning of this podcast and disney plus you know we started you know recording and then like disney plus happened and you know our first initials reactions to disney plus and then like the mandalorian you know we're finding out about baby yoda like that that was amazing yeah little baby yoda yeah well i'm just really thankful to be here and to be here with you and to you know have this show have have all of our friends have all of our listeners and i don't know to just like bring happiness to like people's days for like an hour 45 minutes this episode two hours so i'm just really happy to like what we provide for people like that's why i'm here is to help people you know be happy and escape or you know fill their minds with disgusting filth because that's fun yeah um i'll say you know what next 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 month we got to bring back monthly mendo movies um, I was just going through my movies anywhere the other day. Um, so maybe we'll do, uh, the Lost River, which is the Ryan Gosling directed crime movie. That's Ooh. not supposed to be very good, but. Oh, sick. Ryan Gosling. I'm in. Cool. 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 And I think I can even. Uh, cause I, I think that's one of the ones I can like, if you have a movies anywhere account, I can like share it with you. Oh, cool. Figure out how to actually do that. Okay. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. I, I'd look forward to it. I, yeah, we, we have to bring back our monthly Mendo movies segment because there's a lot of months and there's a lot of Mendo movies. So we need to, yeah. we need to get on that. And yeah, Deadwood. Let's, yes. <laughs> okay. Anything else we need to talk about, Brittany? Not unless uh, Star Wars decides to post anything um, after we record or during we record. So let me check my uh, Twitter feed. And there's nothing. So, Emily, where can we find you in the podcast on social media? I am on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. The show is at CantoBitePod. And you can send us email, CantoBitePod at gmail.com. Brittany, where are you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter as Kento Brit. Awesome. Thank you, everybody, for listening and writing in. We love you all very much. Yeah, we love you. Thank you for all listening. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.
It's time to serenade my girl Lindo. Sorry the ladies where I had to say no But if I'm cheating on Serena, it's on Canto No shame in the game Make even Rogue One seem tame But I blame it on Brit with a ginger main main Yeah, that's fire Love on the rocks leaves the love on my socks Lindo fanfic leaves y'all shocked Especially when y'all truly whips out his cock Canto bite, episode 100 Ayo, I'm back, no fulcrum this time I'm on a flight to the bay and I'm writing some rhymes My top three running through my head, you know So I had to come correct when they hit the hundo My girls E and B deserve congratulations Our adulation for the weekly creation My last celebration was all about them But this time I gotta drop lines for our friends This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches, all my canto bitches Start off with my Aussies, Catherine's a sweet one Brought a cash into lunch with canto bitch number one Josh made it a team and had bourbon and cornflakes The kind of ice cream that made him show me his old face Got to meet Turbo and throw back some brews Fish tacos and San Fran, you know we approve Rebecca from Perth, I haven't met you yet Last shout to Fruity, dude, I didn't forget 
This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches, all my canto bitches Rabia and Adele often email the show I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grasso Jesse McGee busted a rap for me Met her and Horse B at Scum and Villainy King Tom, Death Watch, the most regal of fathers Got to behold the luscious locks of Strata Shouted Rusty last time, so I shout a Raj too You know the list ain't complete without Lesson Boo this is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches, all my canto bitches Now if I didn't say your name, don't feel no shame You love the fun, the games, and refresher bangs Hang on every word of Lindo's fanfic Where she describes every vein in Mendo's dick Spread the word, maybe buy a t-shirt I don't know, maybe ask the girls if Yaddle squirts Pick your CBD, send in your top three, And you'll always be a bitch like me Get him, Eric. <laughs>